Hey, welcome to another thrilling episode of The Dork Knight. My name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard here. We're going to be talking about Batman Volume 3, Annual Number 1, kicking off, well, not really kicking off, continuing the holiday season. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, I have my good friend, Powerful Brandon. How's it going? It's going. You've been hitting that fucking eggnog pretty early tonight, huh, Leo? Always, always. <laughs> we're kicking it off, dude. It's it's like the second one. Hey, we're continuing. That's why. That's... <laughs> uh, hey, Justin Cooper. I, I am a cheese. Uh, I was looking at the the bright light, and I'm like morning. I'm like, oh no, is it? <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know whatever i, I apparently hit the uh, the eggnog myself but yeah why not you know wait this is kevin conroy the voice of that man you're watching the dorkening stay tuned Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. It had it coming. It was talking a lot of shit. You son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Eggnog killed my father. Sorry. Wow, did I strike a nerve there? Holy uh, shit. <laughs> I wish I wish there was like a Ren and Snippy villain called Eggnog or something like that that like powdered toast man went up against. Oh it's my god. Eggnog. <laughs> Is it a, a six-fingered eggnog? Yeah. And I mean obviously. <laughs> and all the fingers are shot glasses too. Oh my god. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the first annual from Batman Volume 3. And uh, so this is Silent Night. A hush of winter snowfall has fallen over Gotham City, but a quiet night in this place is never truly quiet. Batman and his allies and his uh, many foes stalk the streets in the icy showcase of top talent. And uh, at least that's the... Description from Batman uh, DC Universe Infinite. And uh, let me see. the So we're looking at this came out in January of 2017. Um, they want you to know it's rated T for teens. Mm. The executive editor uh, is listed as Bobby Chase. Cover artists are David Finch and Brad Anderson. Um, Good Boy is written by Tom King, penciled by David Finch. Also inked by David Finch and colors was Gabe Eltieb. And I know I said that wrong. Letters was uh, Darren Burnett and uh, editor was Mark Doyle and Rebecca Taylor. Uh, let's see. Can I open up the other? Love thing? me some David Finch art. And he was yeah. doing a lot of Batman covers for uh, the and beginning. If you, of if you look really close, uh, one of the dogs in the uh, first page is uh, is your mother. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, we're we're uh, we're recording this late, kids. <laughs> yeah, we are. Okay, so uh, good boy. You know what? Yeah, that's right, Tom King. Um, oh, Tom King. That's Tom, how you pronounce that. Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around, Leo. <laughs> did did this first panel actually happen in the book, or is it not something that happened in the book? Because I I don't see like blood on Batman's neck, and I was really confused by that part. Well, to answer your question, let's go to page two. Okay. (laughs) I can't answer that because you're right. He's not bleeding in the next page. It's it's not his blood, though. It's the blood from the other dogs. Yeah, the dogs. Yeah. That's on him. So I'm like, all right. I I don't know if this actually happened or if it's just one of those like, like, oh, it's a crazy thing that happens in comic books. Who's... Where's all the laughter coming from, actually? Something the Joker did. You know, it's. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, These are Joker's dogs. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're probably they're probably taking Joker away as as this is occurring. Okay, yeah, I got it. Okay, so like it's it's in media res, you know, but it's like, okay, so you get like I I speculated reading this that you guys would like this book because of the amount of dogs and doggos and doggies and all that kind of stuff that's in it. So I I have to tell you, I've read the story before. I absolutely friggin love it. Uh, And I just noticed. So the dog attack happened September 2nd. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then it says September 23rd Ah. is the rest. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. September second, and then it's, I guess Joker probably got tired of the joke. Okay. All right. Okay. Look at you yeah. re- reading and comprehending things. Good. Good stuff, well, that's the, you know on on these when we read them digitally, sometimes you can't zoom in. So I I missed that yeah. material piece. I'm glad that you could piece that together. Yeah. Me. Also, like if the contrast isn't tweaked precisely, uh, some of the the gray is a on, terrible choice on for the this. on the lettering. Oh, you think that's bad, man? Fucking, we should have seen when I was reading uh, uh, Dark Knight Metal. Any single time the fucking Batman who laughs would talk, I'm like, you're gonna be fucking kidding me, bro. The the red lettering on black balloons, I'm like, you suck. I think I have that here. No, that's on the other side. No, that's Batman versus Predator. Okay. I was trying to read that shit on my computer monitor at work in between, like, you know, doing my job. Oh, that I was... love the commitment you're showing to this Dork Knight show, too, because uh, we nobody asked you to read that. <laughs> well, oh, uh, that. Well, I read that a while back. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, that has nothing to do with this show, bro. It's, it's about a bunch of alternate takes on Batman. All right, I'll I'll check in, you know. And then I read I read uh Death Metal and I was like Yeah, I mean I, I'm gonna be the first person to tell you as a Batman fan, Death Metal's weird and it's it's kind of incoherent at times, but it's it's totally the rule of cool and yeah. oh and I actually found that comic that I was talking about uh when I was telling you about like Captain Carrot. I, I found that when I was at a half price books the other day. I was like, oh shit, I'll have to tell Brandon I found this. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's know, it's crazy. It's I mean I, I get it. You know, Batman's you know he's permeated and you know just kind of all encompassing with everything DC does all the time. And it, it actually it's kind of funny because 
I did see, you know, we're talking about Batman. I did see the other day that um, with stuff that's currently happening uh, with the formulation of a plan for DC Studios that uh, somebody had mentioned, you know, well, Matt Reeves' Batman isn't uh, part of what they're setting up for this, like, DCEU kind of thing. And, uh, and that has been outright stated by Matt Reeves. And somebody else was like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. You think that you honestly think that they're going to go and not make a Batman, like make Batman movies for this, for what James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing? Like, they're just not going to make Batman stuff. Please. There's no way they can get away with that. I'm like, bro, you have how many fucking Batman movies already? And there's still going to be a couple in production by Matt Reeves over the next few years when this is going on. Like, if they don't have a Batman movie come out within the scope of what they're attempting now, is that going to be the worst thing in the world? All yes. I know is he can always go and get Casey Affleck much cheaper than Ben. <laughs> and, you know, all well, no, he has I to mean, do is like, oh, I got to go get you catches, mitt. I mean, throw a batarang. You know, it's like... I think that I think that Batman as a character will certainly be included in stuff happening but i i think you know where matt reeves left batman's character at the end of the batman i'm very interested to see like how that arc continues like what the oh, progression totally. is of that character i'm okay with that being like the batman we see in movies for a little while well well let me ask you this looking at this this uh third page here right <clears throat> so it's page three i guess uh or no, this would be like what page five, and then um, you've got Bruce Wayne up on the top there. Who does he remind you of? Like, what actor does he look like? Because uh, to to me, that's Ben Affleck's face. See, I have a hard time with that because I don't I don't see that. No, no. I, I mean, it's tough with like bright blue eyes on this guy, like seeing Ben Affleck. That's I don't know. I don't see it. I can understand that. It's to me like the 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 jawline and like the cheekbones and the slicked back hair and all that. You know, I I just picture it's like, yep, it's a freaking mall rats guy. You know, that's uh what, that what, asshole what, from Fashionable what, Mail. His name Shannon. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Hamilton. <laughs> Shannon Hamilton. Yeah. He's like, this dog is gonna get me in a really uncomfortable place. Well, you know? but then the you go to the Volkswagen. Bottom. Uh, you go to the bottom, and that looks like the guy from uh, um. What's what's the bug? Teen Wolf. Oh, oh Casper Van Diem. Yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know what? I see Casper Van yeah. Diem far more than I see Ben Affleck in that. That that might there. be a more apt one, uh, Leo, because of uh, the eyes and all that. So yeah, good. Did call. you guys? Did you guys watch the most recent season of Stranger Things? I did. Yeah. Do you not realize yet. that Chrissy is Casper Van Diem's daughter? I I had not known that until like I had already watched it and I'm like oh my god yeah that's so same, great I'm like same I love that well the the funny thing was that after I after I seen the sh the season and then I found that out I I saw like more pictures of her like memes and stuff like that and I was like oh yeah yeah that that young woman is most definitely Casper Van Dien's daughter there's no Leo, by the way it. you got to get on that so get yeah. on what you got to get on watching Stranger Things that, oh, okay. uh, last season. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had uh, Casper on the show a long time ago. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, nice. That's pretty cool, man. That's yeah, cool. Nice guy? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, him and his wife, I believe, at the time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people forget that he was in Sleepy Hollow. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just try not to think of the movie Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> I like to think of Sleepy Hollow as the precursor to From Hell. And then kind of look at them like that. Yeah, I mean, no, we're we're different because I just prefer not to think of it. That's straight up. <laughs> I'm good. Well, I saw that movie in theaters once, and that was once. enough for me. Yeah, once. <laughs> shouldn't hang me on a hook, Johnny. You shouldn't make me watch Sleepy Hollow, Johnny. <laughs> it shoots through schools. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, back, okay. back to good boy. Uh, <laughs> try to reel us back in. What Johnny dangerously starred Michael Keaton, who is one of the Batman. most yeah, you know. Batman yeah. actors. We, we, we kept it in house. Piscobo had a dog. What do you want? In the <laughs> nicest and most lovely way possible. <laughs> Fuck you, Leo. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. I we we definitely digress. So yeah, uh, there's a dog Joe on the Pisco, Piscopo wanted to come back as a uh, woman's bike seat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now remember, Joe, only use these weights when you have downtime. <laughs> I thought I thought that was Jesse Ventura, but okay. <laughs> was it? No, I I don't. Oh, I don't know. What was the movie where where like he, he they're like zombies? Uh, the him and Treat Williams, like it was dead something, yeah. dead heat, dead heat. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was surprised because I'm like, wow, they killed Treat Williams in this one, <laughs> and Nacho Piscopo. Okay, that was a thing. <laughs> they knew where the money was. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe Joe Piscopo, most notably, uh, from uh, his, Saturday uh, his Saturday, well, not just Saturday Night Live, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, where he taught Data the Android how to laugh. <laughs> Oh man, like a guy who's who's most well known for doing a Frank Sinatra impression, and uh, then he was in Sidekicks inexplicably. Yeah. All right, <laughs> oh, he was in Sidekicks, nice, yeah, yeah, he was the bad guy. He fucking looked like he'd been doing nothing but steroids for like three years straight, dude. I, I haven't seen Sidekicks since probably it came out, so <laughs> well, it's it's cute. It is. It's a, it's a cute movie. Well, I'm a Jonathan Brandis fan. We call ourselves Fandises. You know, we're working on the name. But, you know, there's there's a bunch of us. You know, Man, like six of us. You got <laughs> nothing but time to yeah. really fucking hammer it home, and, you know. You know, we're mostly ladybugs and sidekicks. But uh, outside watch uh, ladybugs, sidekicks, yeah. the never-ending story, too. Never-ending story, part two, yep. 1990 uh, TV series, The Flash. Yeah, uh, outside he in the boy who could fly. I don't know. <laughs> Steve, Stephen Stephen King's it. Uh, no, Jay yep. Underwood played the boy who could fly. For yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Johnny Storm himself. <laughs> and, Man, uh, we got some deep cuts on this. <laughs> and uh, Sequest DSV. Sequest DSV. Uh, yep. yep. Darwin yep. the dolphin. Yep. Darwin hurt. Jeez, that's that's boy. why we're all fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the Joker's dog is going to be, uh, put down at the, uh, the local shelter and, uh, Alfred shows up with a, apparently a very large check to, uh, free the dog. He is not messing around either by the look of that check. No. Oh yeah. No shit. No. And, uh, he, he wants the humane society <clears throat> renamed, uh, that's, uh, Martha, not Marsha. Why do you have to say that name? <laughs> it's always Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> um, 
so so i mean it's a short story but i i i absolutely loved it it's uh you know alfred is training the dog that they said was going to be unusable untrainable well, well, well hold, hold on hold on yeah. hold on i feel yeah. like you're skipping a very fun part of it is that we see alfred handing the check over to this you know 19 20 year old kid who's giving him just a boatload of attitude and that's when he hands him the check and says you shall rechristen this facility the martha and thomas wayne humane society that's martha not Marsha." And uh, the kid's like, yeah, I'm telling you, man, I can't. Oh, okay. Martha. And, uh, you know, Alfred's like, indeed. We see that it, it's actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's called Gotham Pound, just straight up. Probably mm -hmm. Gotham City Pound. And, you know, pretty cool move to rename it the Humane Society. And likely a no-kill shelter from that moment on. I guarantee it. Uh, and then it jumps to December, I mean, September 26th. This was the 25th, the day before. And we just see three uptight, close panels of Bruce Wayne's face, clearly wearing his like bathrobe, having woken up. And he's just like, Alfred, Alfred, Alfred. And okay. then it pulls, oh, sorry. Then it pulls, <laughs> okay. And uh, <laughs> then he, it pulls back. And uh, we just see the dog on the long ass dining hall table in front of Bruce's domed breakfast, standing astride of it, growling and just facing Bruce. And he's like a good foot and a half from the dog. And you just hear Alfred go, yes, Master Bruce. I was expecting breakfast. Yes, Master Bruce. This is not breakfast. No, Master <laughs> Bruce. And then it just cuts back to the dog growling six inches from Bruce's face. And Bruce just going. Hmm. <laughs> like, I just. Very I Rorschach love, moment, right? It's a Rorschach moment, but like just the dry humor of Alfred. Just. Yes, Master Bruce. No, Master Bruce. <laughs> like. <laughs> Looking great, but yeah, I'm sorry. I just no, I no, really no, no. want please, please please do that because the way my webcam is, I is I can't see the full screens. So. Yeah, it, it it I mean I just thought it was like a very genuinely funny moment, you know, like that as humorous and even kind of adorable as it was, was very much in line with who the characters of Bruce Wayne and Alfred are, you know, and it's plain to see what alfred is attempting to do here uh and yeah so the next thing we saw as you were saying leo uh it's the bat cave and it jumps from you know it's a it's a single uh horizontal panel four of them lined up going across and we see it just like november 7th october 24th november 17th december 1st and you know, each time Alfred's wearing a training jacket that has the padded arm, the and he's keeping the left arm bared to the to the dog. Which uh, it's worth noting. This is what uh, like a brown German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, brown and black. Uh, brown, brown and black German Shepherd, and uh, this dog is not messing around. Like it, it is clearly full of rage and hurt, which is understandable considering where they got it from. 
Batman is just sitting at the back computers, like many feet away, not paying attention to anything Alfred and this dog is doing. And he's just going through like cases. Like Batman's just like the feather found at the bank. It's traceable to Eurypti's cryosome. It's like, all right. Then we jump ahead like a couple weeks. He's like a dual hostage taking at the taking at the two by two dance studios. It seems almost too obvious. <laughs> like, then we see Alfred like still working. The, the dog's straight up biting the thing now, and he's getting knocked down backwards. <laughs> Batman, it's November 17th, and simply sitting in front of the back computer. Kite man. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to December 1st, and Alfred is still trying to train the dog, but now he's facing the other way, like, falling but trying to brace himself and the dog is on his back biting at the collar of the jacket he's wearing <laughs> like not so much growling just like s- sort of like almost it sounds like seems like it would be an almost playful bark it's like oh like that <laughs> and batman still just not paying attention staring at the back computer going what has no beginning end or middle a donut of course but why a donut? <laughs> so fucking self-absorbed. It's amazing. And once again, hilarious and totally in line with the characters. 100%. There's not a moment in this story that we've come across so far that has been like disingenuous. And uh, we come to December 14th in... You know, Bruce is just saying to him, like, you know, Alfred, knock it off with the dog. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. broken. it's broken. Like Joker, Joker broke him. And, you know, he's still standing there. <laughs> like the next panel is Alfred with the dog on a leash in the house. And Alfred's just like, did he? And the dog is still like growling and pulling at it. <laughs> and, you know, Bruce is just like, Come on, you gotta know. Some wounds never heal, Alfred. And uh, he leaves the room, and Ace is still growling. And you know, he looks up at the portrait, Alfred himself, of the Wayne family, and he just goes, "Ace, sit." And that's when the dog stops growling, makes that same sound, <laughs> sits, and then Alfred just says, "Good boy." And uh, we cut to like a few days later, uh, about five days, December 19th. And Batman is in the cave with the Batmobile parked. And he's uh, he's walking towards the uh, the dock, whatever. I don't know. the the Towards the back computer, up the steps. And he's bleeding. He's stuck like a stuck pig, just blood pouring like a sieve. And uh, he's got a knife just straight up sticking out of his right shoulder. Just... Oh yeah, I I guess I should take this out, huh? And uh, he he's just drops back into his his back computer chair, and uh, the next thing you know, you you look at the automatopoeia, and it's just the dog going, oh, 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 oh. and uh, it walks right up to Batman and kind of like, <laughs> he's like, it's a, it's okay, boy, it's okay, I'm fine, I, I'm fine, and the dog like kind of puts its paw up on Batman. And uh, then we get to December 25th, Christmas Day. And that's when uh, Alfred 
you know, uh, is, you know, standing there with Bruce as Ace is sitting dutifully in front of Bruce. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I love like the almost like kind of childish thing, like the explanation that Bruce is trying to give where he's just like, I I thought Ace might like it for maybe Halloween or something. Yes, Master Bruce. What do you say, boy? You you want to be a bat hound? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I can't help but notice, Alfred. No gift from you this year. Wasn't I a good boy? <laughs> and, they, and Alfred just no gift. Hmm. <laughs> In oversight, sir, you have my apologies. In my defense, I have been rather occupied lately with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, I mean, the the hint be, being dropped is literal a literal ton at Bruce's toes. And Bruce is still just like, I'm just teasing you, Alfred. I already have everything. What more could you get me? <laughs> well, sir, I suppose right now I could get you some breakfast. World's greatest detective. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That whole story was friggin' magnificent. And uh yeah, with the doggos and everything, this is definitely the one where I, I found myself with some pee in my eyes. Yep. Yeah, this, this just an amazing story. And later on, I believe uh Damien takes the dog. Um you see Ace the, the bat hound uh make appear appearances every now and then. Uh yeah, doesn't it, Ace hang out with the bat cow? It's it's uh this was a big step towards kind of hu- humanizing Bruce Wayne, and that was really what I noticed reading the Tom King run. Yeah, I I really I really really liked that story a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and I mean, what's what's sad is you know like um, Tom King's run gets a bad rap, but like he he did kind of like run out of. I don't know if he ran out of stories, but it was like his earlier stuff was really good. You know, the volume three really started off really strong. He he um, knew they were ending him at, uh, was it epi- or issue 85? So yeah, like he had heard, it's like, okay, so it's like all the stuff that he had planned, they ended up just kind of cutting short and be like, well, you could finish your run, but you know, then James Tinian is going to take over. So, yeah. you know. I, I, I didn't really care for Timian's run. Um, he, he, man, he threw a lot of stuff out there. You're like, okay, we've got 15 new characters to consider. And, and I don't know that I'm going to like Punchline ever, you know, for, for a character. Cause I'm like, well, we already have Harley Quinn. So I don't yeah. really, you know, so they, they, they had to do something cause you know, they're turning Harley into more of like a, a hero with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like an you know, anti. She's got. Yeah, she. Well, I mean, she's she's been towing the line between anti-hero and straight-up heroine at yeah. this point. Well, yeah, and, for and, the last twenty years, you know, it's crazy. It's but like I mean, her, but her I mean, solo series was two thousand one. I'm, I'm sorry, I should, I, I, I didn't phrase that properly. I mean, like full court press within popular culture. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's something that's really being pushed, especially because they want to use her more in a lot of this other media and it's a lot easier to have her be like at least an anti-hero mm-hmm. to, to do that i get it 
know, I, I personally though, I mean, I still, I still wish that Harley Quinn had a little bit more of her like original costume, like from the animated series, like when she first showed up, then like the the shorts and all the stuff that she wears now. I thought hey, it was. You a... know, it's cool though. They have her in this uh, multiverses game, right? The uh, the one where it's like all the Warner Brother properties and all that. Like, there's no mm-hmm. Joker in the game. There's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Black Adam, and Harley Quinn. It's like nowhere's the Joker. I'm like, man, she's transcended him at this point. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty cool, honestly. I I I mean, I get it, I, and I I think it's really ingenious and forward thinking that they were able to take this character, see the popularity of her in the cartoon and actually progress her, like develop her to a point. Cause it, it, it's not just like a simple quantum leap from like appearing in the cartoon. And then all of a sudden she's this like super popular character in the comic books. I mean, where she is now, where she got to at a certain point, uh, defined like as a defined person is far more interesting than her just being like this bouncy fat totem that had a voice like she was from the heart of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. you know, just leaping around all over the place and, and you know, being a foil for the Joker, like, okay, whatever. But, um, to create the whole narrative that you know, she actually had to fight to get away from that and. You know, she was the better part of that that crime duo, as it turns out. Yeah, that was that was a big thing in um, was it a uh, Mad Love where she figured out how to make the piranha smile and all that, and then he beats the hell out of her. Yep. Like, wow, what a piece <clears throat> of crap he is. Yeah, and you know, it's uh, it's it was really I I will say it was really cool um in the uh the batman white knight dc black label story yeah how they went about explaining the character of harley quinn and i don't mean harley and quinzel i mean harley quinn as she appeared with the joker um that was one of the most brilliant things i've ever seen because i it became at least clear to me that who who wrote that one again uh was that sean murphy yes yeah sean murphy um, it seemed to me like he and the artist were also fans of Harleen Quinzel's original, like, design. And uh, the way they went about explaining everything there, absolutely outstanding. Um, well, we, Leo, Leo took a break from us for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, we, we, started, we started talking about Harley Quinn, and <laughs> we're here to talk about Batman and Christmas. No worries, no worries. No, I just had to stretch for a second. Um, so, the second story here is Silent Night. Um, and this one was a, a rather, well, they're all fairly short. But uh, so, essentially, Batman has uh, this new alert system that he has. Uh, and you can see it's represented by all the numbers, kind of like the Matrix. Um, and as he's going throughout the city, uh, it s- switches over to Gotham. Uh, it says, uh, it's a monumental undertaking. I believe he's talking about his computer system. Uh, and then you see some, uh, performers. Uh, I see that the bat signal 2.0 is functioning smoothly. So far, so good, Alfred. Thank you. 
I was being facetious. This is a hamster wheel of a project, sir, and you know how I feel. <laughs> uh, sorry, Alfred, got system alert. Possible terrorist uh, champion square. And you get to the square, you have some uh, people jumping or uh, climbing the statues and uh, doing bat, uh, bat, bat flips, <laughs> back flips. Doing bat flips, chum. <laughs> uh, so uh, as he's uh, flying by, you know, the, the crowd is just in awe of these performers. Um, one of the few spots that maintain the balance of peace. Look, a gasp. Uh, and then it happens. And uh, the strangest thing, the system goes quiet. And uh, you, you just see the performers in the snow and the people admiring the performers and uh, just Gotham just falls silent, you know, while these uh, performers are uh, doing these uh, bat flips. <laughs> Stuck with it. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> stuck uh, the landing. <laughs> I was going to say, much like the gymnasts in the book, you stuck <laughs> the landing. Uh, and uh, Alfred says, uh, perhaps you should see this as a moment of grace. Uh, not fling yourself straight at certain death for a few minutes. We used to have a saying in this, uh, Master Bruce, for these brief pauses in the battle. Enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, momentarily, will surely resume. Bombardment will surely resume. Yeah. And uh, after the performers are done, that's exactly what happens. The system picks up uh, events happening, and uh, Batman's ready to take it on. Uh, Alfred says automatic gunfire is coming up. Uh, several calls and uh, question mark. Would you like? The coordinates, Batman says, already have them. <laughs> Very good, sir. Back to the bombardment then. That cape too. It's it's uh so early nineteen forties Batman. Yeah. I do I do like the purple line on, on the interior of the cape. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We we do get a rare smile from Batman. Yep. In this as well. That smile. Yeah. Um, bat smirk. <laughs> bat smirk after the bat jumps. It's perfected in Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> uh, like if you showed me a, a picture, a still of Bruce Wayne in Batman the Animated Series doing that like hmm, kind of smirk. That's literally like I could I can hear that, that yeah. shot. I can I can hear Kevin Conroy. Hmm. <laughs> like. Without fail. Ah, uh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that affability for the character was key. Yep, totally. So uh, we get the not so silent night of Harley Quinn. Speaking, speaking of the, the devil. Anima spe <laughs> speaking about the animated series and uh, seven unplanned minutes on Harley Quinn earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Justin, do you want to take this one? This is the uh, the not so silent night of Harley Quinn. So uh, we ha we have Harley Quinn who is trying to break into of all places the police station, and she uh, apparently has like a sack of goodies for the uh, for the cops, 
And uh, one thing that she has in there is a jello mold for the Joker, or, or uh, was it of, of uh, pudding? Uh, yeah, it was Joker. pudding, yes. And in it, um, she has a surprise for her ex, as she puts it. Is uh, There's only a little bomb in it. So Batman doesn't have any time for this. You know, he's I like, can actually right. see the grenade in the... Yeah. In the bowl, oh, if you yeah, look yeah, yeah. You can, I didn't notice that before. <laughs> by, by the way, it's pudding, not pudding. Yeah, pudding. Okay, so, pudding. so maybe it is a jello mold with a grenade baked into it. So, holiday pudding in case I ran into my ex. Yeah, oh, it's it's pretty wacky and out there. So, um, Batman doesn't have time for this, so he takes her. He's like, All right, you're coming with me on patrol, and she's like, Where are we going? What are we going to do? And then she's just absolutely irritating him all the way through. She's like, oh, can we put on the radio? It's not that kind of radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what are we going to do? And he's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do, give you two choices. You either go to Arkham or, you know, I'll drop you off at the edge of the city. So you can't, you know, cause any problems. And she's like, oh, the edge of the city, that's take me forever. I got to go to Coney Island. So, which I didn't believe they even had a Coney Island. I thought they had like, like Wonder Wharf or something, but, um, <laughs> You know, I don't know. That's Bob's Burgers, but yeah. <laughs> so so we're going through, and we see a little um, some vignettes, and uh, some some of the kids end up uh, picking up uh, something that she had dropped, and it looks like the kids are being bullied, and uh, the, these two girls end up picking up what looks like a Harley Quinn bat, and then they start fighting back. You know, so it's kind of showing oh, us oh, that like Harley's oh, oh, given oh. back. Real, real quick, Justin. Oh, you're gonna say what? I yeah, I know what you're. Where are you going? You talking um, about the scene because I was going there next. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm looking at it one page at a time. And oh yeah, you, yeah. You were just talking about his past. What I was about to bring up is that she's like, you know, let's sing something then. And he's like, I don't sing. And she, she straight up says to him, wrong. I heard you once spent a whole Christmas Eve singing your guts out with the cops. Never happened. <laughs> yeah. Considering the, the name of this, the, and especially the way it's presented at the beginning of the story is, you know, the not so silent night of the Harley Quinn. It, it, not and did so you see who like, the artist was that is doing yeah. this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's Neil Adams. Exactly. But not so is it, it's seemingly sketched in. And Harley Quinn is clearly like written over <laughs> Batman, like fourth wall broken. <laughs> yeah, important to note. So, like, excellent reference in both the title and Harley Quinn saying, "Like, I heard you saying your lungs out with these guys." Like, no, that's a lie. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm the knight. I don't sing. Uh, that aren't following, we're uh, referencing the last episode where we talked about Batman Volume 1, 219, The Silent Night of Batman. Yes. <laughs> Phenomenal. <laughs> so did so did she drop her stuff off here at the Toys for Tots? Is that is that what's going on, that uh, bag? Or is it these kids that picked up her bag when she got picked up by Batman? Um, uh, no, her bag is red. And oh, the bag okay. they have is blue. Um, so she still has her bag or or left it there. I don't know, but it's not the same bag she had. Yeah, that's. I was just having a hard time following this because I'm like, where'd they get this Harley Quinn bat? So I, I don't know, but these kids have it and they're getting picked on by these other kids, and then they end up uh, fighting back. And uh, that's kind of what happened there. And I, I don't know how that connects to Harley at all. 
but you know, maybe it's just because Batman drove by with I mean, Harley. How the hell did a friggin' bat-shaped shadow from a bridge in the last one have anything to do with Batman yeah, and that was yeah. not jumping off? You, you know yeah, I mean? exa- like, exactly. So the uh, the next thing that happens is um, as the Batmobile's going by, we see a little doggy run out into the road, and you know it's it's right. Um, it looks like it's right in front of a taxi or something like that. And this woman uh, darts out to actually save the dog. So um, it's just like I don't know if you noticed the note about the dog's barking in the comic right there. I one hundred percent cannot see it. So our, the dog the the dog is barking, and there's an asterisk. And the box to with the asterisk says, "To the tune of Jingle Bells." Oh, geez. so that dog is actually going arf 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 arf. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, before it almost gets hit by a taxi. Yeah, I would need I would need a microscope to read that from where I'm sitting. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> Oh my God, that's crazy! Yeah. Jingle, yeah, yeah. So a woman goes in to save save the dog, kind of push push the dog out of the way, and then then uh, there you go. Yeah, and it's another uh, another instance of uh, doggy love from uh, Tom King. So is the connection that Harley's singing as a dog? No, the dog is barking. Oh, no, no, oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. As far as I'm concerned, there is no tangible connection. It's just like little yeah. things that are happening, you know, oh, and yeah. it's, it's just oh, showing you like, like happy things. It's just the Christmas spirit overtaking exactly. everybody. Yeah. Uh, see, I thought they were connecting everything to Harley, like the last episode connected everything to Batman. Well, that's the thing. This is like so tangential and loose where it's like, okay, you the only logical leap that you can make is they're both singing the same song. Yeah. Like maybe she's, you know she's maybe you know what you know what it is Harley Quinn it is it is her because she hasn't stopped singing and she sees the dog and she starts doing arf 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 woof arf yeah that's you're right it's so the dog's her. not doing it she's yeah, doing it's, it. it's okay her. that's, that's literally her saying those words in the Jingle Bells tune because she's trying to drive Batman insane. <laughs> Is she singing both parts of Baby It's Cold Outside? <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> so what's what's the, the next one? It's uh, I Really Can't Stay, a woman uh, running, and it looks like she's being chased by Wolverine. And she's chased into like an <laughs> army of... Uh, he, he did kind of look like Wolverine in like, yeah. uh, X-Men Days of Future Past back there. Yeah. And she runs into like an ar- army of Harlequins. And she hits this guy in the face with her purse, which clearly has a brick in it. So, or maybe like a Zach Morris phone, you know, so something like that. <laughs> oh, so she yeah. broke his jaw and she's going to give him cancer. Fantastic. And now he, and now he's stuck in the middle of a Harley Quinn uh, group of uh, people who are dressed up like Harley Quinn with a Harley Quinn balloon. So, and yeah. it looks like they've all kind of, uh, they're there and, and there's a cop there. So it looks like he's going to get uh, scared off and they're trying to console the woman. So she was saved by Harley Quinn in this weird sort of uh, way. Yeah. It yeah, looks like and, a parade of some kind. And the uh, the woman that saved a dog looked like Harley a little bit. Oh, okay. That makes sense with the pigtails. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking oh, pigtails yeah, when yeah. someone, you know, kind of says that they're young and then you look at the shoes she has on and I'm like, 
This is clearly a prostitute. Oh, <laughs> hey, man. Those could be Louboutins for all you know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know about that. But I, I'm just saying it's like she, she looks like like uh, something that's that's uh, incongruent to me. Yeah. So. Okie dokie then. But then, uh, yeah, she she continues to sing and and she's talking to him and uh, Batman. You know, she she gets him to a point where he's in kind of a good mood and he's clearly <laughs> humoring her this whole time because he's not being like just a grouch and he didn't yell at her to shut up or anything else like that. And and he sees the good in her to a point where he knows that she's not the Joker's, uh, you know, uh, lackey anymore. Yeah. And, and that, you know, she's got other stuff going on and um, she actually gets him to sing a little bit here. Doesn't she? Like yeah. she gets him to say, uh, joy. Was it a uh, to be jolly? jolly. To yeah. Be jolly. She's, yeah. She's going deck the halls with boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Tis the season, and then you just get Batman going. <laughs> and she's like, she ah, "I knew you were singing along." <laughs> she just got through to him, you know, and and which is incredibly hard to do, you know. It's just one of those things. But she she wore down his defenses, which is not something that you normally see. And then eventually, you get to the point where you find out what his plan was, and he dropped her off at the place where she should be, where she belongs, which is Coney Island with poison Ivy. And it looks like Dr. Dr. Eggman or whoever he, or egg foo, I think was his name. Eggfu, and, yeah. and uh, who's there's uh, like a whole bunch of other characters. I don't rightly recognize, but um, you know, that's where she should be. Cause she's going to be with her, her best bud at the time. Poison Ivy. There's a little yeah. dog that looks like Max from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, no, I totally oh, agree yeah. with that one. Yeah. And there's like a goat person back there or something. I'm like, all right. So, you know, some Jim of Jim Brewer? Yeah, let's go, boy. <laughs> Silent. <laughs> goat boy sings Christmas classics. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I love that when they see her, <laughs> her friends, <laughs> they're like... <laughs> You know, they hold up a cup of clearly hot f- liquid to her, and she's just like, mm, chocolate. And Poison Ivy says, triple sugar, as you like it. Oh, jeez. Like, Good God. Yeah, she's just totally, uh, totally caffeinated and sugar rushed and all that. Oh, yeah. And, and they, they ended up by singing a rousing uh, refrain of uh, Silent Night. Yep. Uh, Batman didn't stick around for that. <laughs> yeah, I don't see him in there, so I think he's yeah. he's. Uh, no, they they show they him show him leaving in the Batmobile. Yeah, brake lights in the in the distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's out of here. Me <laughs> <laughs> me. Yeah, you just drive off, you big heated bummobile. Don't think of me, <laughs> wet and cold, slogging all the way back to. <laughs> Hey, you won't no. believe, it, but I got a ride from. <laughs> oh, never mind. Hot chocolate, <laughs> not important. <laughs> yeah, th- this one was totally fun. You know, yeah, it's it was. it's it's one of those things where it's like it's almost a slow burn. You're like, where is this going? Then you get to it, and you're like, oh, of course. So I I thought it was pretty cool. I I like when they do these anthology books too, and you get different takes on it. Yeah. And, and to have to bring back Neil Adams, who did the original issue like this, is absolutely genius. Oh, totally. And I mean, uh, look that, how much better he got, you know, in like I, I was just going to say, it's crazy. The, the marked improvement in his style, the dis- yeah. more, 
the the improvement in more distinction to his style now like yeah, in like this the faces especially like oh my god faces uh yeah. so this was written by paul dini and uh just wanted to uh bring up she she uh does start off singing the uh batman song we all know uh, <laughs> yeah. jingle bells batman smells robin lee ah. <laughs> yeah as featured you just popped out <laughs> great Cherry Hill in Gotham City. All right. You cannot tell me that Gotham is not in New Jersey. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is Stag. I was not familiar with this character. Me neither. Uh, so the Stag- I mean, I know Simon Stag. You know, Simon Stag was yeah, <laughs> Metamorpho. Yeah. That's that's where he came from. So uh, was it Rex Mason was uh, dating the daughter of Simon Stagg, who was an industrialist, but was really like uh, polluting and, and uh, like a bunch of industrial waste and things like that. He was uh, kind of a, a thinly veiled uh, philanthropist, philanthropist, but instead he was really doing much more harm to make money than than actual good. So it was much of a facade. So, yeah, a real garden variety business like piece of shit yeah and, and and i mean they they kind of like also go into like roland daggett was kind of like that character in the animated series so you know but stag we see in the justice league cartoon yeah he's stag was stag was always a dick yeah oh absolutely like always. unapologetic too yeah yeah metamorpho man i tell you so it seems like this issue was an introduction to stag yeah, it's it's really weird because it's kind of like an introduction to and it's like, oh, guess what? Here's this weird character that shows up. And, it, and this was like reading a book like The Tick, you know, where it's like, I am I am the minister of winter. And you're like, oh, OK. Then he's there for like three panels, gets kicked in the face by Batman and he's done. Yep. You know, it's like, OK, well, it's like, yeah, he fights Mr. Freeze all the time. So, of course, you know, <laughs> you ain't shit. Yeah. Yeah, and he comes in on a giant frost bowl or something too, and you're like, "Wow, <laughs> okay, is that how they do it?" <laughs> well, it's how he does it. <laughs> and, and some of these are confusing, and and I thought this one was a bit confusing too because I, I'm like, I don't yeah. know the characters, I don't understand the motivation of why this guy's doing what he did, I don't understand why Batman came in or anything. So it's like it was super thinly veiled, but some of the dialogue was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I agree. I I was confused on this one as well. Um, well, it it seemed to me like like the the rich guy kind of got scammed by this dude coming over, and you know his plan was to make sort of like a winter wonderland for everybody there. And the guy mm-hmm. like did that, and then he was like, "And this is just the beginning. <laughs> like, you know, like, I will I will bring a new ice age and." You know, that's when Batman's like, all right, oh, you know, you you want someone to give blood for your vision, Blizzard? All right, let's start with yours. And he just lays his ass out. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I do appreciate the, the panels of Commissioner Gordon and, and this other guy, like, looking up at when Batman does it. Then the next panel is <laughs> they're a little bit, their eyes have come down a little bit. And now then the third, they're, like, completely level with ours. And then the next thing you just see the dude 
drop right in front of him, <laughs> choking yep. on his own blood. <laughs> uh, good stuff. That's classic bats. <laughs> uh, the rich guy says uh, he said he's the prime minister of an ice kingdom. I should have listened to the letters. People could have been hurt. I wanted tonight to be perfect. And Commissioner uh, Gordon says you should have told GCPD, but Let, hold I, on, real real quick. Yeah. This just bolsters my bolsters my claim even further. Commissioner Gordon's response to that is, "Prime Minister, for all we know, he's from Bayonne, New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> I, I've been saying for years that Bats is a Jersey boy. Shit, he's probably into Springsteen." Uh, so essentially Christmas is, is saved for the kids. The kids are all happy. Uh, you gave them wonder for one night. They weren't thinking about crime or if their parents have jobs or even Batman, they got to be kids. Something that doesn't happen often in Gotham. Yeah. Says you did that. And, uh, Alf, uh apparently is this Alfred? No. Who is that? Who's Was this Dick Batman? Grayson? No, I'm I'm pretty sure this is uh Duke. Oh, Duke, Duke. That's oh, why Duke. he says come oh, in, yeah, yeah, Duke. <laughs> yep. Duke Thomas. So he's the signal. The signal. Yeah. This is cool. He says, Hey, Penny for your thoughts. He goes, Oh, oh, here you go. And they've they've created their own special um Batman themed uh uh pennies. And it's between him and uh and Kate, who is uh Batwoman. So uh uh Kate Kane. Yeah. So they've been working together. So they, they have this thing together. So they're clearly trying to help each other make it through some trauma. And, um, you know, he's, he's sitting there kind of listening to Batman who gets all, um, I, I guess you call it existential. You know, and he Whoa. talks about it being in like, kind of like a cog in the machine that keeps going of crime. And well, uh, I, I just want to note here too, that um, what Duke is making reference to when he gives uh, Bruce some of these like, bat chocolate coins uh is you know kate had alfred make them up she's celebrating this week that's because those are coins for hanukkah because oh yeah kate is yep. jewish so that's so guilt right what isn't it called guilt yes guilt yeah. um you know and he probably went over and they they just played dreidel and uh lit one of the candles on the min Minority, you know, he he went there to celebrate with Kate, so that's why he's coming back with a bag full of chocolate coins. Like, that's it's one of the one of the best parts of Hanukkah. <laughs> chocolate coins, oh my god, They're the fucking best. But uh, I thought that was I thought that was a really cool touch to uh, make sure that they included the fact that you know Batman's cousin is part of this, and like that's her tradition. Um. Man, she's she's a huge part of this rebirth too. So, yeah. I mean, at, at least through uh, the detective comics, where she's like really prominent. Oh yeah, I, and I mean, this is this is also coming off of like New Fifty Two, where she had her own book for the first time. So, you know, but you just wipe all that away. Yeah. yeah now, sure. um, in this next panel, who is this <laughs> person, and what did she actually do? Like, did she cut off his hair? Did she just like stab him in the the front of the forehead i don't get it she stabbed him in his skull man okay That's so she just like thing. straight on stabbed him in his skull yeah that that boy that that boy did i could tell by his legs that you know he's he's going and, and 
it looks oh, like yeah, he's going not going to have a good yeah. night. But uh, I, I wasn't sure because of, like it's kind of nondescript. It's just like a bunch of blood fountaining out of his head. And I'm like, did she cut a pound of flesh from his forehead? Did she carve something? You know, and, and who is she? Or is this just someone who will we will see? Uh, well, in the bottom right, it says end. Uh, the stag is coming in 2017. OK, yeah. So that's why it was kind of because uh, on my copy, I could not read that. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing better than a small story finishing with end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like so, a party that ends at question mark. <laughs> yeah. Boo. <laughs> so it seemed like the story was just a, a precursor, just like, a you know, a, um, a little teaser for uh, what's coming later in the year. I'm glad that uh, Brandon was able to kind of uh, piece together what was going on with those coins because I, I did not realize that that was actually made of chocolate. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, uh, Duke was definitely like hanging out. Like, dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. And when you're dry and ready with dreidel, we will play. Like that That happened. He probably also had uh, socks in his bag as well. Oh, nice. I relied on I relied on Christmas time slash winter for socks and chocolate coins every year. There you go. Fucking a right. And I and I was I was raised a, a little Catholic kid, but let's hear it for Ashkenazi heritage too, baby. Woo! <laughs> the boy likes his socks. <laughs> Fucking a right. Oh my god, dude! I looked forward to it every year. I'm not lying. <laughs> like. It's it, listen, especially as He's you like, get older. I may leave this and get socks now. <laughs> listen, you, you get especially when you start getting older. Like, man, somebody goes out of the way and buys you a pack of like good socks. Man, thank you. That that's great. That shit's important. Fuck the dumb stuff. <laughs> you know. Oh, I agree absolutely. And my wife walks around in like LL Bean moccasins and stuff all the time in the house, and. uh I'm like, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, I'll take my my wool socks turned inside out, please, and thank you. <laughs> nice and warm, super comfortable, and the best part is I can wash them anytime. I cannot stand the idea of house slippers. It grosses me out. <laughs> and, you know, I had I had awesome, thick, wool woolish type socks to look forward to for my grandmother every year. <laughs> Without fail, I'll take it. Keep your fucking scummy ass six month wearing moccasins away from well, there, me. There is there is an old sock in this in this book, so um, <laughs> that's our that's our segue. So that's our segue, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The party the party at Ar at Arkham and um th this one I had to look up. This one is is the first appearance of a brand new character, which I did not know. So um, this is uh, Delia Falm. Right. Um, also known as Haunter. So it is uh, apparently a uh, known acquaintance of the Scarecrow and she likes to hang around with the Scarecrow. And um, her deal is that she can actually kill with a touch. Right. So mm, let's see what it says, yeah. what her actual powers are. Fatal touch. So and this was her first appearance. So this whole, whole thing here. So yeah, she's so this book actually had two first appearances. Um, so yeah, stag, stag the other one. No, uh, no, I mean this story actually. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, Haunter, um, and then the other first appearance. 
was uh, at least according to the wiki. If I can get these, how can you have an other first appearance? I'm confused by this. Well, two two separate characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yep. Uh, a racer. Apparently. Oh, okay. Two. So, okay, I apologize. I thought we were still talking about Haunter. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is a, a racer's first appearance as well. A race. Okay. Who did I? Did I miss a racer? Oh, but. What's weird though is uh, it says Eraser was created by Robert Kaniger and Sheldon Moldoff, first appearing in Batman 188. However, in Prime Earth con Earth continuity, Eraser. Okay, um, so this was his first appearance in Prime Earth. Yeah, and and that's how they described her as as Prime here. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, you know, so it's like she's different in in you know uh, the the multiverse. Okay. But um, I mean, she's she's going through the party here at Arkham, and it looks super docile. You can see that uh, you've got the ventriloquist there, and Jervis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. You know, they're they're kind of doing stuff. And um, Leo, I don't know if you can see it. I can't see what Batman's inner monologue is saying there. Uh, I wanted to check in on the party after a stop in the safe house, but Gotham has a bigger immediate problem, and so do I. A real hero wouldn't need a gas mask. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Leo. What did I miss? It's what you read is is pretty much, you know, Batman, like, I wanted to check in on the party. Yeah, but that is him, his inner voice, like, taunting him. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's a real hero would need a gas mask. He would. And, you know, then he puts the mask on. He's like, ah, that's better. The voice is stopped. Because up at the top, it, it, it's it's a little bit more in depth when he first arrives. He's breathing in the weird purplish gas that's around the area, and he's he's you know saying to himself, "I smell gingerbread for a moment. I'm six again, Christmas Eve, and I feel anxious. You're a failure, Bruce. A disgrace. A new psychologist at Arkham has decided that a holiday party is a good idea. A disgrace. You know, like." That's what's going through his head because of this weird purple oh, mist. Oh, I got you. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. And and that then, like I said, he puts the gas mask on. And there you go. He's like, oh, that's that's much better. It's cool that he pieced it together so quickly, too. You know, it's um, I, I don't know that another character would have done this, but with his level of experience in and definitely where he is to smell gingerbread, where it has clearly no no place to be there. Was was kind of a cool jump that he made, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I like this." Yeah, that's good detection right there. It's like he's a detective, <laughs> like a dark detective, but only at night, like a dark <laughs> night, night detective. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Batman continues. The scent may have been a test how far he could disperse the gas with his drones, and. Uh, like you'll ever make enough to afford something like this, but I'll make an exception for you. You left some hair on my bed. Don't touch me, Hunter. No. And now uh, Batman says a dry run for a deadlier attack, or this is all just a distraction. I have to get. And uh, the story continues to, with Hunter. To, uh, I have to get oh, to Arkham. And what a dick scarecrow is too to just raise the raise the anxiety of people around Christmas time. 
like like that's what you need like fear fear gas just to like go and be like oh my god how am i gonna afford this oh you know like bring you up to that that level i'm like wow what a jerk man (laughs) very little work his gas has to do yeah and that's the thing just to heighten it you imagine like that would increase crime that would increase like violence and that would increase like suicides and things like that so it's like it's it's a devious thing to do but it's like where's the payoff scarecrow <laughs> it's how he gets off man yeah the, <laughs> seriously it's like i'm I'm wearing a black as night shirt and it's like when when um he showed up he said you know the only thing that makes me afraid is batman so he <laughs> You know, he's got some really weird motivations. So if you're not Batman, <laughs> guess what, buddy? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not afraid of you. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, as as the town is going cuckoo, you have Haunter uh, escaped, uh, found some clothes, still fits. Ivy, remember what you said to me 20 years ago? In your face. Do people still say in your face? If I wanted, I could stick my hands in these bags and commit mass murder. There's DNA on everything. Bodies dropping in half the apartments in this building. And uh, Batman is uh, next. uh, They're looking for Haunter. Kills people using their DNA. Skin cells, hair. I put her in there years ago. Ages ago. Time to get her back. And, uh, yeah, she she's got some kooky uh, talking <clears throat> to herself that she does, you know. Like clearly, she's been isolated for a long time, and you know, she she's got like a strange dialect too, like the way not really a dialect, but like the way that she talks to people between like the guards and and um, like uh, the ventriloquist and Jervis Tetch and all that. So, you know, it we you get the feeling that she's not like a spring chicken. So she she probably has been locked away for a little while because she she's got kind of an antiquated way of speaking. That dame is all sixes and sevens, I says. What's a twist? Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> I once knew a man with a wooden leg named Smith. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of the other one? <laughs> I love it. We we went from Miller's Crossing to Mary Poppins. Okay. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Oh no, Glenn Glenn, Glenn Ross. What the fuck? <laughs> Those are the good leads. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, Batman, uh, he thinks it's Scarecrow. Scarecrow, they had some sort of twisted mutual admiration thing going on before I put her away. Explains the fear gas. And he says, Yep, it's Scarecrow. Then she runs into Scarecrow. Here, he won't be fooled for long. He took down the drones faster than I thought. He would. And he bursts in. The thing about insecurity is usually, and actually that's the title of the story, insecurity mm-hmm. uh, is usually it's invisible from the outside, but it's all you see from the inside. But every now and then it's visible only from the outside and invisible from the inside. When it's eating at you, it's the loudest silence there is. And uh, she says, uh, "Oh, give oh, me a pretty break. deep there, bats." I know, I know, right? Like that's that's Tom King in, in uh, like a, a good little uh, clip of of like what he does. Like he gets really psychological on this, and, and I mean, <laughs> I see the, someone was reading some Nietzsche before they came over here tonight. <laughs> I know, right? To bet or not to bet? <laughs> Am I man or bat? <laughs> bat is dead. What? <laughs> 
Sometimes when you look into the into the bat <laughs> into the abyss, yeah. The bat also looks into you. Oh. I think that's Sartre, but still that's fine. That's kind of, like, Oh, is it shit? I don't no, know. I, I don't know. I was So uh she's taunting Batman. Oh, give me a break, Batman. What did you plagiarize that from? For years I've been planning tonight's activities. It only takes a fingernail and I've destroyed you a molecule. Did you say that out loud? Jonathan's been saving it for me. I did it. I killed the Batman. And then he say, says, uh, you think my DNA is just up for grabs? You think I could have taken precautions? The opposite of insecurity is overconfidence. Doesn't pair well with incompetence. Whatever you two were planning has not worked. Now you have a choice. Should we head to Arkham? Holiday party's over, though, or I can leave you here. But uh, you may have noticed the nerve toxin I hit you both with. Think you'll freeze to death before it wears off. So he hit them with a little uh, magic of his own. Yeah, yeah. And they're just utterly paralyzed looking at him. Yeah, little flippity flu. <laughs> Great uh, fa facial expressions here. <clears throat> I, I I love like Batman is absolutely assured his quote victory in this. So like the little bit of monologuing he does is so like for him hilarious <laughs> yeah yeah it's very um it's very killing joke you know like it, in a sense and, and um you could tell he's just doing this to enjoy himself i i always got the feeling that he just genuinely never liked the scarecrow where it's like there's some admiration for someone like the riddler or or even like the joker you know for like the gamesmanship and all that but it just always seemed like he just genuinely did not like the scarecrow yeah, he's a wormy shithead. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. He's actually one of my favorite villains too. Yeah. So, it's I just, so I, I just, I just love the 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 twisting of the of the knife. Just like, oh, the toxin. Whip that up in my free time from your fear gas. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the only one who can take samples. I'm like, oh, Bruce, you bitch! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, listen to you. It gets better. He says, don't worry. I diluted it a little. Uh, so your paralysis will just be coupled with crippling anxiety. <laughs> it's eight hours tops. Uh, it's the holidays. So I'm here. Uh, happy to go with whichever one you choose. Freeze here or go back to Arkham. You have five seconds to let me know your decision. Uh, jaw is stuck. I can loot them for you. I love that. Oh, jaw stuck. I can loosen them for you. <laughs> oh <laughs> man uh give him give him a reason <laughs> give him a reason crane i dare you <laughs> it's cool it, it, it's a, a kind of a feel-good ending you know where yeah. it seems like it's building to this huge crescendo and all that with this this new character that people don't really know about and all that and then it's like oh okay yeah she's screwed so I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked I liked all the stories in the book and uh I mean that first one is an absolute jewel you know, the, the good boy. So I'm, I'm very glad that we got to read this. Yeah, yeah. me too. Oh, uh, so just real quick, uh, the insecurity diversion, uh, it's uh, written by Scott, Brian Wilson, uh, pencils and ink was uh, Billacoy Evely. And I know I'm torturing these yeah, uh, yeah. colors was Matt Lopez, <laughs> and letters was Darren Burnett or Bennett. 
What, the name of it was what? Insecurity Diversion? My God. The insecurity Sounds Diversion. Sounds like a fucking Joy Division cover. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love their stuff in the 80s, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I mean, my they're okay. I still prefer a new Batman order, though. <laughs> with it, my Batman. I mean, I really think n- New Wave doesn't really get better than the song Blue Monday. That's just one man's opinion. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> was that... A- was that uh, Jack Black from um, High Fidelity? No, it's actually me. But oh, okay. I was yeah, like, All right. There was there was nothing quoted there. I'm just I'm just shooting from the hip because uh, sounded just like him. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Bowser. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, it was Nietzsche who said, uh, the "When you stare into the abyss." Okay. Yeah. yeah. Battle not with monsters, lest ye become a monster. And if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. Oh, you were just a, a fucking bunch of feel-good stuff all smushed into a human bag, eh, you crazy German? <laughs> Nietzsche. Mm. Well, that finishes another issue. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a nice, nice continuation of our holiday discussions. Yes. Yeah. So Yuletide, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Robonica, uh, Toyotathon. Yeah, on it's, the it's holidays. <laughs> you go. You go. Tell them. Uh, go see Jan and tell them that. Uh, you know, the Dork Knight sent you. <laughs> what is this? What is this Happy Honda Days flyer doing in our house? Nothing. I. I mean, I just I picked it up in the street. <laughs> you know, we are a Toyotathon household. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, uh, Mr. Powerful Brandon, I'll let you close us out. Okay, uh, everyone, I am Powerful Brandon, also known as Brandon Powers. Uh, if you feel so inclined, come on over to Facebook and check out the Powers Combined Group. Uh, we're a bunch of dorks that like together for you know memes, info, news, good times, and laughs to be had by all. Our number one rule there is don't be a jerk. If you violate that, you will be booted immediately. Uh, you can also check me out on social media on Instagram at this Brandon has powers. Uh, and I am also on the Dorking Wednesday night show every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and you can find Wednesday, me not three, only two, one. Oh, wow. That was an ad that popped up for some reason. And <laughs> aside from this show, you can find me on Comics Paradox. Uh, which alternates with this every other Sunday. Um, we talk about what ifs, else worlds, uh, all kinds of alternate reality takes and tales, um, just uh, storylines as well, like Age of Apocalypse or Amalgam Comics. Uh, and you can find that wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Awesome. Mr. Justin Kupa. Hello there, listening family. You can uh, check me out as well on the Comics Paradox podcast or on the Dork Knight, as we are on and you are listening to currently. Make sure that you also check me out, Epic Tales from the Sewers, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast, and uh, in the Epic Shells Facebook group. Awesome. And you know me, just uh, Google Leo Pond, uh, but more importantly, head on over to thedorkening.com. And uh, you can find you know, a lot of awesome people doing a lot of awesome stuff. And uh, that's about it. We'll uh, we'll catch you guys later. And uh, I can't. Bye, everybody. Funny to <laughs> waka, waka, waka. <laughs> oh, no. There is a monster at the end of this podcast.
You turned the page! I can't believe you did that! <laughs> Do you have a hankering for horror knowledge? We have such sights to show you. Do you require raging retro reviews? Do you desire discussions with devastatingly dashing dorks? The Dorkening Podcast Network has nearly 30 shows to satisfy all of your nerdy, geeky, and dorky needs. From horror reviews and celebrity interviews. Hi, I'm Adam Green, the director of the Hatchet Films and the star of Allison. Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played the bounty hunter Gecko from The Mandalorian. Hi, I'm Mike Price. I'm a writer on The Simpsons. I co-created F is for Family. Hi, guys. This is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo. Hi, my name is Kurando Mitsutake, director of Gun Woman and Karate Kill. Hi, this is Samantha Newark, the voice of Jem and Jerrica from the original Jem and the Holograms cartoon series. As well as nostalgic trips into the past, pop culture, the latest in entertainment news, and so much more. Featuring a variety of shows and hosts that will simultaneously enrage, enlighten, and entertain you. Check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. My mom says I'm cool. Available on iTunes, Spotify, thedorkening.com, and wherever fine podcasts can be found.